Greetings, Evil Boy Genius here, and welcome to another episode of the Off the Tools Collective podcast, the podcast for smart subcontractors sick of being ridden ragged by douchebag penny pinching clients. Bottom line is this if you're selling shit to the domestic market, fitting bedrooms, bathrooms, or kitchens, or balls deep in extensions and renovations, and you want to attract the best clients on demand, sell to them way above market rates, and have it all happen hands off on an autopilot so you ain't stuck to your phone like a cold calling cockwomble, then put your feet up, pin your ears back and pay attention for the next few minutes and then take action because this shit will not do itself. Take it away boys. So here we are, yet another fucking podcast. The time you're watching this, dear reader, listener, watcher, whatever you fucking are, you should have some sympathy for us because we are exhausted. We're doing this straight after our first day of the Foundation Summit. And if you're not here with us, you have missed some epic stuff. Yeah, going we through were, a... Well, we, I always say we, I, 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 it's fucking epic. <laughs> you was epic. And going through the foundational Kickstarter work, despite everyone on the call had already completed that process, probably more Alleg- than once. Allegedly. Allegedly. See, we're always suspicious of them. Okay, Clients always lie. We're not, yeah, we're not <laughs> stupid. Forcing them to sit down with us today and listen to John for the best part of five hours. Here uh, are six, I think. Nearer six. I was taking away an hour for lunch. Yeah. Only 45 minutes we had, though, and then we did an extra half an hour. Yes, we so did. Best part of six hours. Best part of six hours. And every hey, so if you were paying me, if they'd been paying me by the hour to do that, they'd, they'd have a fucking bill for the best part of 10k. Yes, and every single one of them has walked away happy as Larry, happy as a pig in shit, with a vastly better business, uh, a vastly better business and better business prospects in front of them now. I think so. I mean, um, we, you know, what we're saying now, we're saying in a tongue-in-cheek way, I know, because neither of us would ever be accused of being humble, would we? I mean, to be no, fair. You know? No. I think if you had a list of our faults, low self-esteem would not be one of them. It <laughs> <laughs> you know? makes me laugh when you, you see this shit on LinkedIn about saying everyone's got low self-esteem in some way. <laughs> no, we fucking haven't. I'm amazing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, lady. But seriously, we we do world and life-changing stuff. I mean, we had guys, it wasn't really Q&A, but the guys and girls were asking questions. And, and some of the answers we gave will be life-changing if they take action on Yeah. And uh, that's what, unfortunately, what it's all predicated on, in a way. The fact Taking that it's, it's then up to them to take take the action. Yeah, yeah. And so many people fucking know. I mean, as I said at some point today, you know, there are people I've spoken to in the past who in our sales process have said, yeah, I've got this fucking problem and it's really bad and I'll do anything to fix it. When I'm going through the process and tell them what it's going to take to fix it, I'm not even talking about the money necessarily, but just what they're going to have to do. You know, you've got to change the way you think about your business. You have to change the way you approach your business. I don't want to know. And I see these people sometimes t- nearly three years later now, I see these very same fucking people still posting the same navel-gazing, hand-wringing, gnashing and wailing of teeth, fucking soggy biscuit circle jerkers measuring their bollocks about how shit their lives and business are. But is it any fucking wonder? Really? I've got this big problem. Well, here's what you need to do to fix it. Oh, don't want to do that. Definitely silence. Two months later, I've got this big problem. No fucking shit. No. But these things don't fix themselves. They just don't. No, no, they don't. People need to make sure they are listening to the right people to get their advice from. Yeah, I mean, how do you find the right people to get advice from? Easy. You look at people who are skilled and expert in that area. I see people on LinkedIn 
with this false modesty shit I've ranted about before, saying I'm not an expert in marketing. I don't believe there are any experts in marketing. Then why the fuck are you selling yourself as a fucking marketer, you cheat? You know, people want experts in marketing because they don't know fuck all about it themselves. You know, I don't, I don't look for an electrician and say, I want someone who's not an expert electrician. I want someone who's not very good at all. And, and we can learn the electrician thing together. And that, what a load of fucking cock that is. I want someone to come into my house who knows what fucking wires to do to put in there, what colours to fucking put where, and to plug the fucker in so it works. Not someone who's going to come in and kind of collaborate with me on where to put the fucking wires. Seriously, what is wrong with these people? So where do you think the earth wire should go, John? Yeah, let's have a discussion about it. Let's see if we can come to a mutually agreeable compromise of where to put the earth wire. How about up your fucking arse, mate? <laughs> Shove it up your butt. But, you know, we use this one a lot. People are walking around with an umbilical cord in their hand looking for somewhere to plug it in. They want experts. They want someone to say, it's all going to be okay. We're going to take care of you. That's what we fucking do. And another thing. <laughs> and another. If you want to get advice from people, you've got a problem in your business. And whether it's marketing, whether it's staff problems, HR, whether it's at home with a fucking leaky roof, sparkling electrics or whatever, get an expert. Don't post on LinkedIn saying, what does everyone think? Where can I get some cheap free advice? Go into your fucking local Facebook group and get something free. Ask the guy down the fucking pub. Ask your mate, you know? Ask a friend because he's a powered someone who knows how to use a pair of fucking pliers. Seek experts in the field you want advice in and be prepared to pay them. You will save you. It might cost you a put up front, but it will save you fucking time and save you money in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, anybody who subscribes to the thinking of you're only an expert if you realise there's no experts, you, you want to run a mile from them people. You want to be going to the people who have the cojones to call themselves an expert in a particular field because they are going to be the ones that are going to hold your hand and make sure you are safe and sound. And they're also willing to take on the risk, the downsides fully because they're so sure that won't happen because they're fucking experts. Well, yeah, every, every time I describe myself as an expert and sell myself as such, whether it's in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one with a client, I'm putting my reputation on the line. Yeah. And it's yet to come back and bite me in the arse, so I guess I'm doing something fucking right. <laughs> I, think easy. I think these people are saying I'm not an expert. I think they do it because they're, they're afraid that they're going to get rumbled. They know fucking nothing. Oh, yeah. Or, and then they can say, well, I did tell you I wasn't an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cop-out. Or they've got low self-esteem, but I wouldn't... This might sound horrible, but I don't give a fuck. I wouldn't want to hire someone with low self-esteem. I wouldn't want to hire a kitchen fitter and then halfway through have a nervous fucking breakdown. Oh, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can build. Fuck off. Well, I can't. Oh, let's work together on this one, Connor. Let's see if we can get this, this cabinet put in together. Let's collaborate. Fuck no, off. No, I want an expert. And if you are an expert, call yourself a fucking expert because that's going to differentiate you from the get-go. Yeah. And if you want to get a job done, get an, get an expert. What the fuck is wrong with people? And pay them. Pay them I'm, well. The oh, more you pay them, the better help you get. It is a true story for you. I wanted to put a punch bag up in my bomb. And I didn't realise the work. I didn't even, it didn't occur to me to get a handyman to do it. I'll tell you the story, the full story now. So I thought I'd do it myself. So I had to go out and buy a drill and a drill bit and an extension. Loop. So that probably cost me what, 60, 70 euros or something. Still couldn't do it because the wall was too hard. And it was a fucking, fucking, I need a bigger drill. I need a fucking Kango or something. So fast forward about six months, and my punch bag is still lying on the floor in its polythene bag, and my drill is still in its fucking box, not drilling holes. And Sarah got a handyman in to, to do some, I put some pictures to talk. So I said I wasn't going to do it. I just couldn't be fucking bothered. 
And this guy comes to do all this stuff. And he's, he charges 20 euro an hour. And he doesn't charge you for a call out. So if he only calls what? an hour, he charges you 10 euro. And it might take him, yeah, it's probably 10 minutes from town. So it takes him at least an hour to come and do a half an hour job, I guess. And he charges 10 euro. He only charges the time he's working. And I told him to put his price there. If he'd have charged me 100 euro an hour, I wouldn't have blinked because I'd have no, I'd have no idea what a handyman charges. Mm. And it's not about how much it costs, it's about what he does for me. So he put my fucking punch pad. I said, I've got this fucking punch pad. Could you do that? He said, I'll never look at it. So I showed him, yeah, I could do that. He says, it took me about 20 minutes. I'll charge you half an hour, so 10 euro. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what, I'll just take the 20 and I'll be happy. <laughs> I felt sorry for him. Paid him 20 euro. Within half an hour, I've got a fucking punch bag up. They've been waiting for six months. So you might look down your nose at a handyman, but I paid an expert to do a job I could do myself eventually, <laughs> but it would cost me more to do it and cause me a lot more hassle. It would have cost that you an extra six months. Fun. Yeah, and, and I'd have to buy a better drill. But he'd got the tools in his van. You know, it, it just, it, it just a really good example. And that wasn't because I was tight-fisted and thinking I knew better than you. It just I didn't, didn't connect the dots. Handyman. Punch bag. Yeah, good idea. Because only when he was here, I thought, hang on, <laughs> the fucking light bulb, you know, huh? of course, the funny, the corroder to that, the, the fucking twitch in the tire is, the first time I used the punch bag, I knocked my wrist, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that was well more than a year ago, and it still hurt. Oh, God. That was nearly two years ago, it still hurt. Oh, baby boy. I know, so, I know. Hunt out experts and pay them well. And there's a reason you should pay them. So, John, tell them why they should be paying for professional advice. And, and this is definitely when it comes to professional advice. Because they know what they're talking about. Do they? Well, you'd expect so. I mean, <laughs> all this is predicated on you actually do ask an expert. Yeah, yeah. You don't just pay some random twonk down fucking down the pub because he said, yeah, tell me, <laughs> give me a tenner and I'll tell you the answer. Now, this is a, an expert. Now, sometimes experts are professionally qualified. I'm not, except for the fact that my results and I've got testimonials coming out of my fucking jacksy to prove it. You know, I've got a track record I'm, I can show to anyone and it, 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 it can be independently verified. So just make sure you do your due diligence. Make sure the expert you're asking has independently verifiable results or skills or competence. But that's a given. Assuming you can do that, you pay a professional simply because he or she will give you a balanced, one informed objective view. You ask your parents or your spouse or someone else down the pub. Or people on LinkedIn, your connections down from LinkedIn. What do you, I've got this business idea. What do you think? What are they going to say? Most of them, because they want to be polite and professional, they'll just, even if they think it's a really stupid idea and you'd be fucking two fucking cum shots short of a porn film to do it, they'll say, sounds like a good idea, but here's something you might want to be wary of. You know, they won't just say, that's a really fucking stupid idea and here are three reasons why and how to do it better. Paying a professional, you'll get all the years of their expertise. Now, and bear in mind, you are not paying them for the time they spend giving you advice. So you want to get on the phone with me, say you've got a business idea, you, you've got a marketing strategy you want to talk about. You want to get on the phone with me, 1,500 euro, okay? That's a lot for an hour's talk. You're not paying for an hour's talking. You're paying for an hour's talking and 20 years experience to get to the point where I can fucking talk about it intelligently for that amount of time without notes or umming and ahhing or prevaricating or saying, oh, you know, or referring to some fucking wanker on LinkedIn and says, well, I read this really good book that said, you know, I can give you experience. I can, I can give you the benefit of my experience. So yes, it's a lot of money. It's fucking good value too. It's like the old story 
of the plumber that comes out and fixes the sink with one tap of the hammer, gives a bill for a hundred euro, and the lady goes, "Oh, a hundred euro! All you did was tap the sink." All right, let, let me itemize it for you, he said. And it said $10 for tapping the sink, 90 euro for knowing exactly where to tap it. Yeah, it's exactly that. I mean, it's almost a cliche, but you've seen me in hot seats at the elite meeting. Mm-hmm. You've seen me in the ops fucking clubs every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People have come with a problem they've been struggling with for months. And within five minutes, they said, oh, it's easy. Here's how you fix that. You see the fucking light bulb go. Oh, oh fucking hell. Why didn't I ask you before? I don't know. Why didn't you ask me before? <laughs> well, the thing is, even our clients sometimes fall into the trap of asking the absolute worst people to ask for advice. Yeah. I want to ask my girlfriend the other night. I talk about it to my spouse, my wife. Oh, if Why? you, if you Why? need Why? advice, if you need advice that should be coming from a professional, the worst people to ask are your oh. friends, your family, and just random people on the internet. Yeah, because, I mean, often they'll just tell you what you want to hear. Never mind the fact they're not experts. That's a whole different ballgame. But most of them will just say what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, your spouse wants to say things to bring you some happiness. Imagine it's a woman. We had this conversation in the in the meeting today. A woman. I don't know who came out with it, but the, the, the saying is something like a, a, a happy woman means a happy woman means a happy marriage and a happy happy wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. Basically, yeah. And it's true. So woman goes to husband, I've got this business idea. He's just come home from work. He's fucking tired. He's had to, already had to slap her once to get the sandwich in the bin, you know? He just wants to be left alone <laughs> watching the fucking snooker or something. But so let's just say I've got this idea. And he'll just say, yeah, whatever you like, dude. That sounds like a great idea. And he has no idea whether it's a good idea or not. He'll just say so because it's an easy life. And I know that's a fucking stereotype, but it happens. We know it happens because we talk to people to whom it did happen. <laughs> And I'm sure it's the other way around as well. You know, men have these stupid ideas and their wives will roll their eyes and go, yes, dear, sounds like a great idea. Now just leave me alone to go and talk to my girlfriends. You know, why would you ask your spouse if she's he or she is not qualified in business? Any question about business at all. Why would you? The only time you would ask them is if like, I'm going to think about leaving my job and set up this business. And here's what it means for you. Do I have your support? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. legit. The actual details of the business, discussing it with him or her, are not legit unless he or she is qualified to have an opinion. Yeah. Just not. Yeah. Like taking relationship advice from your mother, you know, and your, your mum and dad don't get on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that actually nearly happened to me. My mum tried to fucking give me relationship advice and I said, you and dad hate each other. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You know, 55 years they were together, you get less time for fucking murder. That's insane. Honestly. Insane. My dad oh. could have killed my mum after 10 years and still been out by the time he died. Oh, God. You know? Don't, yeah, they, don't ask your friends, family, and randomers on the internet for advice. Even if you have come up with a fucking new business idea, don't try and get validation from these people. I know this from you, Connor, because you've told me. You know, even if you're not asking for advice, you'll go down the pub and you might just mention the fact you're going into business. Yeah. And your friends will have opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, and do they want to share them with you? It happened. I have to say, it happens a lot less often now. But because you've killed them all, <laughs> I've just become grumpier and less sociable. The, it once happened to me down the fucking chip shop. And the chip shop. Yeah, it's closed now. So it's at least five years ago. Oh yeah, I was down the chip shop, and I was just talking to Sarah about. It wasn't long after I wrote, I wrote the book, Grow Your Business Fast, and I was talk, just talking to Sarah about something, and and some guy muscled in on the conversation because he taught economics. Oh, University of Court. And he was trying to tell me how my views on premium pricing were wrong because I've been talking about what I've written in the book, even though 
I was doing it myself and I'd been teaching my clients to do it and they got objectively, objective, independently verifiable results about premium pricing. He was telling me I was wrong. And I said, have you ever run a business? No, but I teach economics at Cork University. Okay, so how do you know all this? Well, I've studied it. But how much have you actually done? How many times have you sold to clients? Well, I've not, obviously. Right. I just want to punch his face and then fucking put his head into the deep fat fry, you know, because you're a fucking idiot. You're a professor. Well, you're a, you're a lecturer, but you're a fucking idiot. I'll tell you what, John, I have a story with many, many parallels to that. I was on holiday in Poland. Is it Poland or was it Czech Republic? It was one of the two. Anyway, it was one of the two. I think it was the Czech Republic. But anyway, I digress. I uh, know it was Poland. It was Poland. But oh, anyway, you again, just I tell the story. <laughs> I do this. I'm awful at telling stories. We was in this little food court, me and all my pals, you know, lads holiday. Oi, oi, oi. And I was talking to my, uh, the person I'm closest to in, in that, that group. And that's unfair. But anyway, I'm digressing again. Anyway, we're having a conversation about pricing. I say, well, the mere fact that something has a higher price connotates higher quality. I believe it was started by the fact that there was a hot dog here and a hot dog there. One was five fucking plen and the other was 10 plen or whatever their fucking currency is. I said, well, I'm going to go for the 10 one because uh, the fact it's more expensive indicates it's more than likely higher quality. And my friend who studies economics and uh, is doing a master's and whatnot in, in economics said, I'm a fucking idiot. And that's not necessarily true. And I said, higher prices are better for business and they connotate higher quality and better work. And you can trust people that charge more money. And he told me I was objectively wrong. And I can imagine it was a very similar conversation to the one you had because I said the exact same thing. So hang on a minute. How many fucking things have you sold? Well, I haven't. The thing is, I mean, there will be exceptions. There will be people who rip you off. Of course there will. But that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about mainstream ethical businesses and the way they yep. charge. And generally speaking, a higher price quite rightly denotes higher quality. It is a bit of a non sequitur, mm -hmm. but it's generally, it's certainly what we believe, even if it's not true. Mm -hmm. And the thing, because what you tend to find is people who charge a high price and are shit don't tend to last in business very long because their reputation gets round. Yeah. We charge a lot of money, but we don't get any complaints. Well, we get people leave, of course we do, but that's just par for the course. The studies I remember that were thrown back at me was uh, that a Gucci bag that's a thousand pound and then some other brand that was 500 pounds. Most people identified they're probably of similar build quality. I was like, this is completely different. Yes. You do not understand the real life application we're talking about here for the average independent small business owner. We are not talking about massive brands and actual commodities. But also what they're missing is they are talking just about the thing itself. They're not talking yeah. about the value of the social value of someone of owning something made by Gucci. And how it feels. What, yeah, exactly. How it feels to them and what it means to them in their social life. Mm -hmm. or did they take that into account in the study? I bet you they fucking didn't. Nope, nope, because they're But yes, in a bag, you can probably get a better made bag for less money, but it's not a Gucci. And that matters to some people. It wouldn't matter to it me, is. but it doesn't matter. It would matter to some people. I think they are the highest grossing high-end fashion brand. So it matters to people. And they charge eye-watering fees that for, for shit that I don't, frankly care about uh but for some people it, it's all they wear it's all they buy and more yeah. power to I mean, them i mean gareth our, our golf guy i mean golf clubs you can pay any amount of money for i wouldn't i wouldn't the only time i'd pay a lot of money for a golf club is if i could then sell it for more yeah and not to play golf with i mean it matters to me not one fucking whip what my golf handicap is but to people it matters to it really matters to and that's why gareth can charge thousands of euro for fucking golf coaching yeah and we're not idiots we understand 
the actual economics behind it in terms of the studies and the numbers and what they're looking at. But when it comes to the real life application, that's where book smarts tends to fall down. And we understand the law of uh, the point of diminishing returns and whatnot when it comes to uh, every, every fucking facet of business. But we are here telling you proudly with our chests for most small independent businesses, put your fucking prices up and you'll be oh, far without, better off for it. Yeah. Take advice from two experts. Hello, that would be us. <laughs> Not some random Tom. I mean, again, I use this example today. It's one I use a lot because it's just fucking beggar's belief to me. A lady a couple of years ago on about how much she was charging for her LinkedIn training was being told it was too expensive and how she was ripping people off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why two airline pilots? And as I, as I say, you know, if you've got an in-flight emergency, they're the guys to speak to. If you were talking about putting your prices up, I'm the guy to speak to. And never the twain shall meet. Don't ask me to fly a plane. Don't ask them about fucking pricing. Because, yeah. oh, I don't even have the words there. <laughs> just, I'll be, I'll be talking been a long day. Yeah, you have. I, I tell you what, I haven't done anywhere near as much talking as yourself, but I'm still exhausted. There's something tiring about knowing you're on camera all day and have to be ready to speak. And I don't know, keeping to date. Zoom's tiring. I reckon Zoom just sucks the life force out of you. So if we sound flat or extra pissed off or short and rushing through... It's, 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 because, it's because all of that is exactly true and spot yeah. on. I swear <laughs> Which, I just saw Mrs. EBG walking by and now she's vanished. Wouldn't you just fall down a hole of some kind? I reckon you've just lost your marbles, mate. It's been oh, a long day. entirely possible. And we, we've got to do it all again tomorrow. But that being said, tomorrow's time. guest day. I'm very smart with how I set these up. I might be the post boy, but... Uh, Hey, let's look at how much work I've got to do. <laughs> got to do a lot more than I have on Thursday. When, no, Wednesday, isn't it? So, right. I suppose I better do my fucking... Uh, pardon me. Oh, she's just gone by. Where the fuck is she going? She's doing laps around the garden, mate. Oh, she's pot- spying on me. <laughs> she could be. How many wanks have you had? Anyway, let's do the one minute hate <laughs> and then we can wrap this up. Well, hang on. Since, since when? I mean, are we like lifetime in here or what? <laughs> in the last, I don't know, half hour. Oh no! In the last time, that's in lifetime. But if you if you are, I mean, when you're a, when you're younger, I mean, you you probably do several a day sometimes. Don't you? Let's be honest about this. Right, when, right, when you're right. like 18, 19, you can easily do four or five a day. Yeah, but I don't think many people do. I reckon most 18, 19 year olds are a one a day. Okay, so so let's say your average one a day from the age of what thirteen? From thirteen? Yeah, was that too young? I reckon that's a bit too young for one a day. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, say one away from 15 then to make the maths easy. All right, go on. So you start at 15, one a day, and you, you stop at what, 90? Do you reckon 90-year-old blokes wank every day? Are you telling me you wank every day? I'm not admitting or denying either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people stopped wanking once a day at like 21 or if I just had a hard life all, all I can say is you had a hard life <laughs> oh, don't run a business guys I mean, stop wanking yeah, I mean based on those kinds of numbers even if we're being even if we're out of even if we're out by you know 100% that's like 100 wanks 200 wanks a year for the best yeah. part of 70 years that's a lot of wanks that is yeah so if we say on average a man comes 200 times a year. Are we, are we including sex in that? I suppose we can do, yeah. I mean, shoots is like 200 times a year. Maybe, a, what, 5, 10 mil, something? 5, 10 mil, what, of semen? Or Yeah. So now we're quantifying the amount of I'm semen that's to, left yeah, their body. Well, we need to first figure out how many ejaculations that is. So from 15 to, say, people die at 80, let's say. So that's six to five years. 
That's 65 years. Times 200. Times 200. You're the mathematician. 13,000. 13,000. 13,000 orgasms. That almost orgasms. sounds a little bit low. Uh, that almost sounds depressing. Only 13,000. And then then how much volume is there in the average ejaculate? Well, that's what I'm wondering, sir. Well, Google. Hey, if, we say, if we say five, five, five mil, I mean, that's probably on the, on the, the low side. That's a teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> how old are you five mil that's 650 liters that can't be right Thirteen thousand, right Thirteen thousand fucking ejaculations times 0.05 that's a lot of jizz i'm sure i've got that wrong what what was it well if you times it by 0.5 it's gonna half it isn't it uh, 0.05 oh okay five oh, that's a, well, well wouldn't you just oh, yeah, times it by five no 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 it's five mil i'm talking about, I'm yeah, talking about yeah. liters yeah, so that's then just times it. Time no, 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 it's, no, it's 65 litres. Is that all? It's point. That's, hang on. This is three quarters of a, this is three quarters of a litre. Well, this is a litre. Okay, so 65 of those full of jizz. That'd barely fit, fill a corner in my room. It's a lot of jizz, though, isn't it? I mean, Imagine you, how much it's stick. If, if your girlfriend swallows, if you have to swallow all that in one go, you're not going home until it's all gone, you know? Fucking hell. So there's a thousand millilitres in a litre. Yeah. So yeah, so, 65 litres. So there's 200 teaspoons in a litre. Imagine how much it'd stink if you never, like, called it in a tissue. You always called it in a litre bottle and you just collected it over the years. Right. And you opened the first bottle you filled just well, before each, you died. Each fucking bottle would take a year to fill, basically. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> That's almost like a challenge. Can you fill a bottle in a year? Oh, that was a bit of a... You know those people who complain about the digressions we have? <laughs> That does sound like a challenge, though. Can you fill a litre bottle? It's one, I will it's one I will gladly pass up on. Yeah, for reasons that I do not wish to speak Where the fuck are you going to store it without it without people asking awkward questions? Just oh, a mental that? piece. It's just something Connor and I are doing. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Me and Connor are experimenting with homemade Can you imagine? Hey, well, what, what kind of experiment? I don't really want to talk about it. I really <laughs> don't. you don't know. Yeah. But yeah, Any, you don't know. The thousands of people on the podcast know about it, but that's all. <laughs> anyway, I tell you what. Let me transition into the one minute hate. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good call. <laughs> well, you're going to be talking about something that could be synonymous with uh, coming in bottles, <laughs> rather than into a tissue like a function. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how we would get from coming into a bottle or a fucking tissue. From there to functional labels in autism. So let's just make the transition and be bold and brutal about it. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Hey, minute, Siri. Hey. Uh -huh. Set a timer for one minute. One minute. Counting down. Right. Functional levels in labels in autism. People say things like high-functioning and low-functioning autism. They were never a formal diagnosis, and here's why. If you get the wrong person in the wrong time or the right person at the wrong time, like me, I can be low-functioning. Busy environment, airport, railway station you think this guy's non-functioning because i'm going non-verbal i can't handle things i can't see properly i can't think properly same person giving a speech on stage or running a mastermind like today very functional does that make me high or low functioning neither all it means is my my presentation of my autism fits a profile which you can say looks almost normal in most situations it's like saying stephen hawking was he a low-functioning human being because he couldn't walk, move his hands or even fucking move his face? No, the man was a fucking scientific genius. You would never call Stephen Hawking low-functioning. So functional labels for autism are, a, they're misleading, they're crass, they're ignorant, and they're even fucking bigoted. And they're just plain fucking wrong. Time, time.
that's good timing, wasn't it? That was. You tend to be quite good with your timings. I do. I suppose that's part of. I do. Well, I've got a bucket. I'm very good. I'm very good at my timing, Connor. I've got a bucket to fill. <laughs> <laughs> I've got sixty-five bottles to fill. <laughs> hey, hang on a minute. This is so unfair. I've only, I've only got fucking, I've only got, I've only got fourteen years to fill. No, twenty-four years to fill it. You've got oh, sixty odd. So you, you've got, you could only fill fucking twenty-five fucking bottles hell. left. What a depressing you've only, thought. You've only got twenty-four bottles of cum left. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, rather than counting how many, how many years you've got left, you're counting liters of cum. Rather than asking how old are you, you just ask how many, how many cum bottles can you fill. <laughs> <laughs> How many cum bottles you filled? Ah, it's 24. Ooh. It's like, a, it's like a fucking egg timer, you know? Your semen of your life is, is running out. It starts off with fucking 65 <laughs> litres and it drips out five mil at a time. You get into the end, oh shit, I'm going to die any minute now. Five mil every day. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're, I guess we'll finish, shall we? Yeah, go on. Right, so close that up. If you want to fill more bottles with less work, <laughs> less hassle, and fewer headaches, all you got to do is join us at ottcollective.co.uk because you'll be then attracting better clients, selling at higher prices, have it all happening in a pipeline filled behind the scenes, moistly and turgidly with our amazing systems. ottcollective.co.uk, or if your need is urgent and important, email Holly. Holly at growbusinessfast.co.uk. In the meantime, stay safe, stay inside, wash your hands, don't forget to fill your bottle. <laughs> and don't you on your fingers. Say hello. Bye bye. Bye bye.